0: Uh, And we help organizations scale. So we help them get through the messy middle, help them get to the next level.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Strategy Show.
2: Today, we have a very special guest, the CEO of Simplicity Designs. And we are going to cover three things. First, why you should fall in love with the problem but not with the solution. We are going to cover indigestion, not starvation, and why amateurs talk strategy but pros talk logistics. I'm really excited to have Matt here. Hi, Matt. How you doing, sir? Fine, thank you. Where are you right now?
0: Uh, we are in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada.
2: Beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your company?
0: Absolutely. Matt Sims, um, been the CEO of Simplicity Design since we started uh, about seven years ago. Uh, we're a small organizational design firm, uh, small's relative. Uh, We've got about 30 individuals that work with us. Uh, and we help organizations scale. So we help them get through the messy middle, help them get to the next level. And uh, we've been doing this now, well, we've got over 400 companies we've worked with. Uh, but the ones that really matter are the deep transformations. So we've done deep transformations with 55 organizations, anything from a billion dollar fortune 500 company to hundred million dollar family business to $10 million businesses. Uh, but my favorite place to play is to help those small and micro businesses get from, you know, four or 500,000 to a million or get to your first million and then help you go from a million to 5 million. And then after that, it's where are we taking it next?
2: Beautiful.
1: You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. In sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to friends. Are you?
2: You said that you want to talk about why we should focus on the problem and not on the solution. Can you elaborate on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, 70% of businesses are started by technicians who start their own business because they know a skill. My grandfather was one of those. He's a roofer who started a roofing company. Um, and he had a solution for roofing and a solution for siding. Uh, but... All businesses need to take a step back and truly understand their customer, look at their business outside in from the customer's perspective, and understand what problem are you really solving, and what is the value of solving that problem. Until you really understand that, you're going to be chasing your tail a lot. And real great businesses, businesses that stand the test of time, they they don't sell the same thing forever. They don't sell the same solution forever. They understand the problem they're solving and they understand that that problem can be solved many different ways. And so they grow with time, right? Because nothing stays the same. I mean, we wish it, dude. We all wish we were fine wine. But the reality is the market changes, the way we serve the market changes, what the customer values changes over time. And it's up to us as entrepreneurs and as business owners To understand what does the customer value, what is it worth, and fall in love with solving that problem for the right value every day.
2: Beautiful. Can you share an example of how you stick to the problem of your target group, but the solutions changed over time or you had to pivot one and to to develop a new one?
0: Well, I mean, I think, sure, I get, there's, there's loads of examples when we've gone through, but I think the best example is some of the ones that still remain in the Fortune 500, right? I mean, out of the initial 500 companies in 1955, only 65 remain. And if you look at those 65, there's one consistent trend. I mean, none of those 65 still solve the same problem. But let's, let's take Procter & Gamble, for example, started by two brother-in-laws. They're going around and they're selling candles door to door. And... They stepped back and they said, What problem is the candle solving? So, do you have any idea what problem the candle's solving? Late 1800s? Light. What's that light? And people go light, but turns out in the late 1800s, um, the number one problem the candle was solving was not light. It was actually stench in the house. People didn't bathe as much. And they said, Wait a minute, we can solve this problem in a different way. And their very first very first product at Procter & Gamble was ivory soap. And it was to solve the problem of stench in a totally different way. So that's a bit of an abstract version of it. Um, but there are countless, um, take, take um, well, when you hang a pitcher, you know, when you buy a drill, when you buy a drill, what are, why are you buying a drill? What do you want? You want a hole in the wall, right? You, you don't care about the RPMs of the drill. Most people don't. There's a very small percentage that care about how fast that drill goes, how heavy that drill is, Um, but most just want a hole in the wall. And if you look at 3M, 3M just came out with a brilliant thing. You got a picture hanging behind you there. 3M just came out with these brilliant little tiny metal things that actually just pop in. Some brilliant engineer came up with it. It pops into the wall, into drywall, pops up, and it holds most frames. You don't need a drill anymore. They've solved that problem for about a buck. And so, you know, we see this all the time with our clients. You got to really understand what problem are you solving for who we had, uh, somebody the other day who they have this amazing glass cleaner, like so amazing. You do it once, you put it on your glasses. All that you really require is to do it again in about a month. It actually repels dust. Well, it turns out their product works too good for the consumer market because i only use it once a month i forget all about it it's not it's it's just not helpful but in the airline industry it's incredibly powerful and has a whole lot more value so you have a choice to sell this exact same product in a little tiny bottle to a bunch of clients who forget its value or you can package it in a bigger bottle and sell it to an airline industry that clearly understands the value of keeping those windows clean same product Totally different market has a totally different value. And this is why it's important to step back and go, what problem are you really solving? What problem are you really solving? And most times it's not the widget or the service you're giving. And this is what's hard for business owners. You know, do, do we do strategy? No, I think both of you and I know that the problem we solve for clients is hope and confidence they're making the right decision. Okay, that's the problem we're solving. Now, for a CEO of a $100 million company, that's worth a lot more than the CEO of a $500,000 company. So the value of that product in those two markets, even though they're virtually the same, is totally different. And so as a technician, as a pure technician, it's really good to step back and go, what problem am I solving for who and what's it worth? Because to some people, it's not worth anything and that's okay. And to other people, it's worth loads, right?
2: Beautiful. Now, if I'm a business owner, how can I do that? You are also a business owner. How do you do that? How can I like, track and discuss with my people and maybe even even write down and track that I am, yeah. I am on the problem, that I know enough about the problem, and that I'm not too much now uh, blinded by my love to my solution, to my current solution?
0: Well, the, the, the real key is I find anybody that, um, anybody that does this really well steps back and looks at the last 30 customers they had. And you take a look at the last 30 customers and you go, what problem did I really solve for them? Right? I mean, and, and you got to really think about this just a little bit differently. And, and I love this. Most people still put gas in their car. Okay. And they think they're buying gas, but you're not buying gas when you put gas in your car. Yes, you're paying for gas, but what are you buying? You're buying kilometers on the road. So the problem being solved there is kilometers on the road. So until you can describe your, pro- your product or your service from the problem you're solving, you aren't there yet. If you're still saying, I'm putting roofing on, you're not talking about the problem you're solving, right? The problem you're solving with roofing is either going to be an appearance problem, a leaking problem, or an investment problem. And you're going to say, well, I solve all three of those. Yes, but what's problem one? What, what do customers really value you for? Right? So the last 30 customers that called you, what problem did you solve for them? And so often the problem is actually not your service. It's, it's all around your service. I mean, I'll give you an example with my lawyer. Uh, my lawyer creates paperwork, and that paperwork protects us. Contracts, shareholders' agreements, etc. But that's not the problem he solves for me. He doesn't do this at $400 an hour or $500 an hour and I pay him for the paperwork. No, the problem that my lawyer solves for me is we give presentations all day. We help clients all day. I don't have time to meet him nine to five. He realized that very early on and made sure that him or an assistant got to me where I was during the day. He didn't force me to come to him. So do you think that I'm really looking at whether he's 425 or 475? No, not really. The problem he solves for me is coming to me. Now, there's other clients that they're worried about dollar per hour, right? So if you're a business owner, the best book on this is by Clay Christensen. Unfortunately, he's just passed away, but an amazing individual. And if you read the book, Competing Against Luck, it is probably the single most important book that you can read on starting with the problem he'll call it jobs to be done what job does your product do the other book that i would strongly recommend is uncommon service by francis fry and what she'll ask you is this what are you terrible at in the service of great and that's uncomfortable for humans to answer because no human wants to say they're terrible at something and yet if you tell me you're good at everything here's what i know you're perfectly average at everything, and someone's beating you everywhere. Right? So these are two books that'll really jar your thinking and go, "Okay, what problem am I solving? What's the value of solving it? In order to know that, what am I terrible at in the service of great?" And you know, when you get this solved, it becomes really, really. Well, it becomes business is never easy because it changes all the time, but it becomes easier because when you get a client complaint, you can start to go. Uh, did that client really buy the problem I'm solving or did that, is that client trying to buy something I'm not offering? Right. Instead of getting all worried about it. So this, this will really refocus and change your business. And in fact, it's so important that as we, we talked about this uh, in the pre-meeting, we're starting to take some of our methodologies online and our very first course online is all about answering this question because entrepreneurs business owners just don't spend the time doing this. And if you don't do this, what you end up doing is running really hard and chasing your tail. And some days are awesome. And some days are terrible. It's mostly because you probably haven't figured out where you should play and how you're going to win. And that's all about what problem are you going to solve for who, what's the value of it. Then go do it.
2: Beautiful. Thank you so much. So listeners, we got so much. Matt was so generous he gave us a tool. Let me sum, sum up the tool and the two books that he just gave us. So what you can do right now today is think of the last 30 clients and go through it. Take half an hour time and go through that. What did they really buy when they did buy your service or product? What was really the problem behind it? The job to be done and do that half an hour and then maybe show it to Matt, write him an email and get some feedback and, uh, I'm sure this is a super powerful tool and uh, well invested 30 minutes of your time right now today. The second thing is, if you want to dig deeper, uh, get an audiobook or the book of um, Competing Against Luck and also Uncommon Service. Sounds like it is really something that is worth uh, the time and energy for us business owners. Thank you, Matt, for this first episode. And um, you know what, people? We will have Matt back next week. I am so excited because we will talk indigestion, not starvation. So thank you, Matt. And uh, everybody, stay tuned. We meet next week. Bye-bye.
1: We all know that working in Sprint's is better. But how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the strategy show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of the strategy show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.